What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Shows taught me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm doing really well this one November day. <laughs> the day of one November. I am. Oh doing my God, Sarah! So well. Yes, your hair looks so good. Did you get a new cut? I did. I really love the asymmetry of it. And I got it done by this up and coming guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, definitely an entrepreneur. Very um doesn't say a lot, but what he does <laughs> say he really yeah. means. He's really he's really nice though. Heard good things about him. Quite the outfit he wears, you know. He's Not- a ensemble guy i will say like most beauticians i've been do tend to wear black so i guess that fits yeah um that's true yeah (laughs) he's a talent i gotta be honest with you because Mm -hmm. to have to have so many talents is just really 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 impressive yeah uh, obviously, we're talking Edward Scissorhands. You saw the title of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in November, as we coined it, Winona yes. November, whichever one works. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember that Winona Ryder didn't show up in this movie until a good, like, three minutes in. Well, yeah. Like, we had a lot of business to take care of before she came. A lot of business. A lot of um, business. Let's reset our, like, our history with this film. Because I've only seen it once. And I saw it when I was, I believe, a teenager, mm-hmm. late teens, maybe mm-hmm. early college years at best. So yeah. I didn't have a huge memory of it beyond. I remembered he did the hedge trimming. And then I remembered he eventually did, like, hair But beyond that, I truly didn't remember a single moment of this film. And I have to say, it was much more unhinged than I remembered it being. Really? Um, So I can't wait to talk about Hmm. this. (laughs) What about you? You loved this movie. Well, okay. So, like, let me set the scene. Mm -hmm. The year is 2004. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean just got on videotape and DVD. Uh, Me and my friend are watching it to watch the young up-and-coming actor orlando bloom who is oh i was obsessed with him well who we were meant to be thirsting after and i am watching this and my daddy issues brain goes right to mr johnny depp and says this is the man i have chosen to worship for the next five years and that, that was my reality. Now, this then became a, uh, a a big crush. Now, I'm not just saying like, oh, I really liked him. It was like my bedroom 
And then eventually my dorm room was plastered in Johnny Depp movie posters. I had flashcards of Johnny Depp facts and that I would test myself about. Uh, yes, I did. This is a true statement. You yourself homework about Johnny Depp? I did. Like, I made flashcards. And I'm sending what? you, yeah, I'm sending you some pictures of my freshman year dorm room and my teenage bedroom. And in in this picture, two pictures, there are four Johnny Depp posters between the two of them in a very small Yeah, space. I'm seeing Edward Scissorhands. I'm seeing a Pirates of the Caribbean. I am not aware of what the other one is. Is it well, like Sleepy? Oh, no, Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. But I definitely had a Sleepy Hollow poster as well. And then there's a picture of a shirtless Johnny Depp. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Smoking in a bathtub. And wow. yeah. Also, so, there's a Grease poster, which I really appreciate. Grease is the some, word. <laughs> there's also in the background, like a drawing of like some birds in a nest or something. Uh, so I don't know what yeah, that is. So you're looking at my freshman dorm room. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think I was just drawing pictures and i put okay. them up there was a lot of knickknacks knickknacks paddywax my gnome collection somehow made the and trip are you, to the dorm room are you kissing a figurine of serious black uh no yeah so that's in my um that's in the picture that is of my childhood teenage bedroom uh-huh. i am i have a figurine of serious black and i am kissing him yes um and everything screams daddy (laughs) so like this is this was me before way like way before i met you this is like the era where i only wore band t-shirts and i had like eyeliner on the bottom lash line for sure oh yeah oh totally i mean like and like this is like when i was a, a fucking freak yeah like we talk about freaks and geese about like when i was a freak so yeah so essentially, I love Johnny Depp. I made a point to purposely watch every single Johnny Depp film. And I think one of my favorites was Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely something that I like watched a lot and I'm very, very familiar with. And I also like kind of like Tim Burton because once again, I was like trying to be like some sort of like edgy emo scene kid and like, I don't know, those like spooky shits like related Mm -hmm. to me somehow, even though I don't know, it wasn't really me. I was like trying something, you know, we all go through those moments, mm -hmm. especially at that age for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I didn't have the legal right to get, my body modified at that age because my brain wasn't developed but whatever um at least you didn't get a johnny depp tattoo girly you, you have no clue in 2023 okay so i had i mean i have a like a, a really embarrassing email address that i'm still associated with that's kind of johnny depp themed like <laughs> I swear to goodness, it was none of it was good. No, none of it was good. Um, so and then eventually I'm like, Johnny Depp is kind of feminine looking, and I really, really want a man and crush on a celebrity that can chop wood and throw me down. So then, like, I I fell off the Johnny Depp train when my tastes in men became, I want you to be dumb as rocks, big and burly, with a beard. Yeah, and that's certainly not Johnny Depp. No. Um, I never really cared about Johnny Depp. Like, I'd say the most I was ever interested in him or, like, intrigued by him is probably better uh, would be when he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Because Captain Jack yeah. Sparrow was, like, a revelation, right? Yes. Like, everyone, like, everybody was obsessed with those movies and him mm-hmm. and Orlando Bloom. And, like, obviously, like, Orlando Bloom is, like, the sexy one in that movie. Uh, for most people uh, for most people yes most people. that's the caveat for most um, people but but yeah edward scissorhands is certainly a strange 
film. Obviously, like you said, it's a Tim Burton film. Uh, we might as well talk about our history with with Tim Burton as well, because I feel like it like very much goes hand in hand here. Um, I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, I've seen um, I've seen a couple. I mean, I've seen a bunch of. I've seen his Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I really hate it. I'd yeah. say the the for me the best Tim Burton movie is probably the the Batman films that he did. But oh. I'm really not like a massive fan of of Tim Burton and his style. It's a little dark for me. I was not a kid who really enjoyed spooky, scary, dark themed things. I usually would go the opposite direction of those. So I don't have the nostalgia for it that a lot of people do. Um, to me, though, this movie had big Wes Anderson vibes. Uh-oh. And I and I think that's kind of strange considering obviously it's not a Wes Anderson film. There were just mm-hmm. some moments where Wes Anderson isn't afraid to like sit in the quietness and the pause. Mm-hmm. And yes. it felt like there were a lot of those moments in this film. Um, but yeah, like, do you have, are you a big Tim Burton fan? Like, did you, did you watch a lot of his films or was it the Johnny Depp that got you to hear? It was the Johnny Depp that got me to hear. Now the thing is, is that yes, like if there was a Johnny Depp movie, then I did follow suit the most fascinating thing that i've experienced with tim burton was that he had a um moma a museum of modern art exhibit uh i think the year was 20 no 2009 to 2010 Mm -hmm. and there um you know first and foremost he's an artist and a lot of his inspiration comes from his own sketches um notably his inspiration for Edward Scissorhands came from like an old sketch that he did of like some like tall lanky guy with like sharp fingers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the MoMA exhibit was very fascinating because I had um, movie props, but also it had a lot of his sketches from when that's interesting. Yeah. From like when he was younger and like concepts. So um, I think that sticks out in terms of my appreciation for Tim Burton. It was a really interesting art exhibit, but yeah, like it was mainly just Johnny Depp and that was the hill that I was going to die on. So once again, like I think sleepy hollow him and Johnny Depp were in like they're friends, Tim Burton and, and Johnny yeah. Depp. And this was kind of friends. the beginning of that, right? Was this not one of the first yep. few? Yep. So because he's very first. young in this. Oh, it was the first. Okay. It so yeah, was that the makes first sense. First collaboration between the two of them. And Tim Burton is like a Wes Anderson or a Jud- Judd Apatow. It's like he finds his people and he never not casts them in a movie. So like yeah. Bon Carter gets that um, treatment. Yes. Johnny Depp gets that treatment. He really likes to cast the people that he likes to cast. The problem is so. you need to make sure whoever you're going to repeatedly cast in every single film you ever make, mm-hmm. you have to make sure they're never going to be canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the problem um, here, I think. I mean, that is a downside, but I mean, not for nothing. I know this is like Winona November, but uh, when November, but I mean, like this is also notably our first um movie that we've covered of Johnny Depp and like he's a big part of the 80s and the 90s he was like a heartthrob there and like a lot of our hesitation was um the allegations with Amber Heard in the last few years and it's you know it's like awkward but I I kind of just stand on the hill that like it's not only Johnny Depp or these problematic people that create these this content there's hundreds of casts and hundreds of um um crew members that go into it and to not yeah. speak on their work uh and their hard work and their dedication because of one bad apple is um is not like is not great so like i yeah. do think it's it's great that we're finally talking about um like these people like Tim Burton and Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder because like they're like they were huge icons. I think Winona Ryder um getting into her the the woman of the the month. I mean like she made her debut in the 80s and was like an 80s it girl, but she was still extremely popular and an it girl in the 90s. And mm-hmm. I think like for me like what's the most famous Winona Ryder 
movie is for me is probably still always going to be Edward Scissorhands. It's just like how I I came across her, how I found her, or Beetlejuice, which is um we haven't talked about that yet, but that is another Tim Burton movie mm-hmm. um with Winona Ryder. You haven't seen it. Still haven't Beetlejuice. That's um wild. I've been waiting because I know a lot of people have like it always gets brought up around this, you know, this time of the it's, year. Yeah, it's technically a nine uh nineteen eighty-nine movie or eighty eight. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's, it's technically not a 90s movie, but we had it up on the poll. Uh, she was also in Heathers, which is pretty yep. iconic as well. Um, and then, of course, I don't know. Like, okay, so she was in Little Women, Reality Bites. Um, there's so many movies. Girl Interrupted is a is a big one. She was later in some Adam Sandler movies, Zoolander um, and then something happened. Uh, she infamously. Uh, <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> she, she shoplifted. She shoplifted at, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't I she think steal, it, wasn't it underwear? Isn't that what she stole? Who knows? Who um, knows? Um, I, it was from a department store like Nordstrom or something along those lines. Yeah. And I don't know. That kind of like killed her career, which is really funny and weird because it's like you're Winona Ryder, like you don't yeah. have to be stealing. What are you doing, girl? You all right? <laughs> I think it's just like the 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 thrill of it all. Yeah, but of course. it's it's just interesting. Like I think of her, and I think of somebody like um, Robert Downey Jr., who were humongous '80s and '90s icons, and they get canceled. It wasn't called canceled back in the day, but that's mm-hmm. essentially what it is. They and their careers are dead for a decade or so. And something like Stranger Things for Winona Ryder or um, um, Iron Man for Robert Downey Jr. revives their careers and here they are again after all this time. Yeah. And I, I kind of like the uh, the Hollywood redemption story of people that come back around and we forgive them because we're all human. We all do little fuck ups. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you steal underwear and do a shit ton of drugs and get fired from Ali. Sometimes you do that. <laughs> um, and sometimes that's what happens. And yeah. it's okay to welcome these people back into our lives and give them jobs. Yeah, maybe yeah, not the and like two people, but the definitely the no, shoplifting ones. Yeah, yeah, shoplifting is nowhere near as as heinous. I've shoplifted. Um, <laughs> I think we've talked about that on Dawson's Creek once. Uh, I'm but yeah, form, I, though. I, I really like Winona Ryder now. Like, obviously, I think her work in Stranger Things is incredible. Like, I think she's a really big part of the heart of that show. Um, but. Her in the, it's such an interesting role for her in in Edward Scissorhands, uh, where I guess we could start talking about this movie now. Where like we have this elderly woman. Wait, the, it's very elderly. Of it is, oh, okay, okay, okay. In the okay. beginning, it's very uh, Princess Bride. I thought you were talking about Diane West for a second. Oh my, never. And I was like, I was like, never. elderly woman. No, she yes. is gorgeous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did so the beginning realize... is very Princess Bride. Yeah. Did you realize that this was Winona Ryder? Mm. Not right away because I wasn't like looking very closely at her face, but obviously the end of the film when they zoom in on her, it's like very obvious. Well, yeah, I can tell by her voice, but yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm as familiar with her. So it's, you know, to me, the voice isn't as recognizable, Um, but we get, and this felt like such a flashback, like such a different time where we get Peg. Um, who is the like Avon saleswoman yes. uh, and uh, played by, as you said, Diane West. And um, this was so funny to me, especially when she goes to like the one lady who's like, you come here all the time and I never buy anything. <laughs> well, yeah. So like she lives in this neighborhood that is so Americana and like it kind of reminds me of just like a Midwest uh, suburb or like just like any suburb i think they said think it was America. filmed in like florida or something but definitely sure. i don't know if anybody ever watched weeds but like mm-hmm. big like suburbia vibes of like little boxes they all look just the same like they yeah. all are like they're except they're all different colored but they all look identical yeah and i really love again the world building in this movie is fantastic like it's immediately obvious what the lay of the land is 
how all of these people are very like, I love the, as we would call in um, practical magic, the phone tree of yes. everyone calling everyone when there's gossip yeah. about the town. There's busybodies. So like, like a small town neighborhood, the gossip train gossips and these women. So it's like, you see, it's like very stylized, like mm-hmm. their husbands, um, leave work then the women are at play where they Mm -hmm. can like fuck around all day then they have to run back home by the time their husbands get home and make sure dinner's on the table it's very stylized it's supposed to be like a it's like is this the 1990s or is this the 1950s? Exactly. I don't, I don't know. But Yeah, and I, I really loved the, uh, oh, we'll meet you on the corner, like, type of situation. Um, And so, yeah, so we, like, we follow Peg, and then we hear all about this, like, huge mansion that we see. And I love how it, like, it's very, like, the Grinch, where it, like, mm-hmm. looms over the rest of the town up on this huge, huge hill. I am shocked that the town hasn't done everything they could possibly do you to knock that place down you'd think that the hoa would have a field day about it oh yeah they must not qualify because they're just outside or something um but i I love it's like that be something that that could be done it's an eyesore yeah yeah and and it's like at the end of this cul-de-sac and peg is like had enough of trying to sell in her little village so she's like i'm gonna go up to this mansion which she like i felt like as soon as i got to the gate and one of the gates was like on the ground i'd be like "Mm, i don't think so I'm not into this. But who are you expecting to find there? Like, are you expecting to find, like, the lady of the manor so that you can, uh, like, sell her makeup? Like, I think that Peg, honestly, I think Peg is just curious. Peg is someone who, as we'll see, like, to me, probably the heart of the film. I know, like, obviously, Edward is, like, a big character and everything. But Peg is so sweet and endearing. I don't know how everybody I like I, I immediately understand why she gets cast, why Dana West gets cast in the role of Peg, because she's so sweet and matronly. Yeah. It's hard not to love her immediately. Yeah, like I want her to mom me. Like yeah. I I like she really makes me feel like comfortable and safe Mm -hmm. uh so she lets herself in but before that she sees all these like topiaries and she's like oh that's interesting it's well manicured on the outside on the inside is a shithole like it's like dusty i mean i wouldn't be opening up this place but it's terrible it's like very open with nothing in it yeah it's like a scooby-doo commercial (laughs) it is and she continues to still walk around she goes upstairs and like the roof is gone in one of the sections of the house and she sees this person in the corner and it turns out to be edward and ed this is like the whole beginning of the story where like there was an inventor and he like created edward but didn't give him hands no he he was man he was mid hands mid hands he was about to get his hands and that's when he died yeah i don't know why okay so like i mean like i have a lot of questions obviously of all the things (laughs) to give yourself as hands scissors scissors sharp sharp implements and multiple of them is what you give yourself yeah, I I mean, like, it seems a little impractical. Like, maybe you don't want him to have hands because, like, you're still trying to, like, teach him how to be a human. And you don't want him to have the hands to have the abilities to strangle somebody. But also, the hands are very dangerous. Also, the hands but- are so dangerous. Like, he, yeah. first of all, he's covered in cuts and scars because of yes. this. Yes. And I love the first thing Pe- Peg does is, like, try to, like, <laughs> fix him with the Avon makeup, which is, we'll talk about that later because her putting what looked like mayonnaise all over his face yeah the application was no good (laughs) no but Uh, she's just like immediately wants to mother him and she's like are you here all alone and he says yes and she's like okay i'm taking you home and she basically and i don't know like how old edward is supposed to be it just seems like it doesn't particularly matter um but he's very, you know, he has like a childlike brain at this point. And so she's going to take him home and she's, she puts him in the car, loads him in the car and starts driving with him. And I love how he nearly like decapitates her, just like pointing at things in the neighborhood. <laughs> I love how he just has like a little face of like, okay, this is where we're going now. He, he like, sure. Yeah, no, I think he has, main... 
he has God. no um like ability to be like this is like maybe not safe for me or like this is like maybe i don't want to do this he's yeah. just like okay like we're we're just going so. he kind of reminds me of my dog oliver i mean that's fair he does give off animal vibes and i think it's because i mean think about how much time he spent up there alone like yeah. he probably all he wants is companionship and so he's willing to just follow peg around like a little puppy what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co so she he brings and of course as she's going in through town everyone is seeing her driving through yes. the, in the car with him and of course like the gossip starts turning the rumor mill is churning everyone's it talking to fast. everyone it was so fast and i love how she gets a phone call about it she answers the one phone call and the next time she looks at her phone her the entire tape on the voice mess on the like the voicemail box is full <laughs> for people leaving messages yeah it's kind of wild and i think that this is just like fucking suburbia right like this is the type of shit that you deal with like i kind of love it I, I, I mean like i would be one of those bitches on the corner you like, would love to be like the queen of the corner i and not in like a not in a sex worker way just like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean like how much money can i get turning um, those tricks but your tricks are gossip nuggets uh, i really would be into the gossip like i want to know what's going on like i I mean, we talk about this often, but like when I was over at your house, I was just like sitting at the window, like watching the people, like people go, people come, mm -hmm. like what's going on here? What's like going on with like this person's car? It's very fascinating. And I think that, I don't know, like I just love the suburbs. You are like, I don't care. I live in the suburbs and I would rather not. <laughs> I, I like, I just don't, I don't care. I, I, I can't express that enough that I just don't simply care what you don't care. In my like you don't care. Like you, like if you no. saw, I don't know. Like if you like knew your neighbor always had like two cars and then like one day for like three days, another car showed up. You don't have that curiosity to be like, who is this? Like, what's going on in the house? Nope. I or, don't know that I would even notice is the thing. Like, I really don't think I would notice. Like, I yeah. just don't pay attention. And I would rather be in the middle of the woods with, like, mm -hmm. no one around me. It took and me zero time to figure out, like, everybody that lived in my apartment complex, like, upstairs and downstairs and be like, Oh, like this person is doing this, and like the brown haired girls dating this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like it is like it's it's like I don't know, it's like a cake to me. It's delicious. Yeah, I love you it. You love it, you really do. I do. Uh, I'd be the yeah. bitch on the corner. Yeah. Uh, but so everyone's chatting about this. Meanwhile, like Peg is trying to get uh edward settled in she like gives him new clothes to put on which he really struggles with because again he has scissors for hands yeah everything is really tough for him but don't call him handicapped no 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 mm -mm. and so she's helping him uh she like shows him pictures of her family and of course it's like he's a little smitten kitten like pretty much immediately yeah because uh, he sees kim who is peg's teenage daughter yeah yeah uh and then he like she puts him in her in Kim's room and he immediately pops her waterbed. This and is how he's able to go in it later without it being fully just like completely empty is beyond me. Well, he put the stuffed animal on it so it blocked the block the hole. Obviously, that's exactly Duh. what you need to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I mean, I really want to experience the waterbed life just once. I did too. When I was a kid, it was all I wanted was a waterbed. I thought they were the coolest things. But now I'm like, I would get seasick on that bitch. What's like, absolutely. The purpose not. of it is it the motion in the ocean? If you know what I mean, is yeah, that like the how do you have sex on a waterbed? Point of a waterbed. I think that it helps. You think it inertia, inertia, 
inertia inertia Ooh, but let me but when effect. you like okay because you would move in a specific direction and the water would move with you i guess if you timed it correctly the timing is the important piece i think to sleep on a waterbed is incredibly comfortable because they sort of envelop you and fit to your natural sleeping posture i also think it would be something that like in the summer it would be really hot and in the in the winter it would get really cold and i think that would not be great yeah well, I still want to try it. I would try it, but... It seems like... Oh, it says it's cozy to sleep in in the winter. Oh, because oh. you can get heated water beds. Oh, well, the heated, that's what you would need. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, oh my god, what if it yeah. froze? Um, What if it froze? That seems like a you problem. Um, <laughs> um So, yeah, so... Uh, like, of course, the entire neighborhood is very interested in knowing all about Edward. And I really enjoyed the scene of them eating dinner where he's like picking up one pea at a time. And I'm like, literally just like the whole you have scissors, right? Like literally cut your food and stab it and eat it. Like, that's all you have to do. He, well, he's trying to imitate what everybody else is doing like once yeah. again like this guy is basically a blank slate and he's taking in everything that's going down so he's seeing mm -hmm. um peg and peg's husband who is uh, bill maybe i think that's a generic um, white guy name who cares yeah and their son bill jr I don't think that's his name, but whatever. Literally, um, he cares also. <laughs> and <laughs> it like, doesn't really matter much. Yeah, and and he's just trying to like absorb it, and it's you know it's a lot to learn for him. And but I really do love how like Peg and Bill are like very welcoming into their home, and like mm -hmm. I think that there's just a very like they're kind people, and I think that we see throughout this movie that, um. You know, this is the perfect example of nice versus kind, Jessica. There you go. Explain, it, explain it to people. Because there's a huge difference between being nice and kind. Like, Peg and Bill are kind. They bring them into their home. They encourage him to do things. They don't expect anything of them. Now, the townspeople, the busybodies, they're nice to Edward, but only for the benefit of themselves. They they like the fact that he's different. Because a lot of the it's benefiting them. It's like mm -hmm. a circus act, right? But when push comes to shove, they're not kind to Edward because they reject him. And once the you know the unfamiliarity becomes uncomfortable to them, they reject him, which is like really fucked up. So like they but Peg and Bill are kind. They welcome him them into their home. They encourage his entrepreneurial spirit. They want him to make money and not get taken advantage of by all the townsfolk like they do. Um so I really do love the fact that like Peg and Bill just like want him to be like part of the family. Yeah. Good people. They they really do like they, you're right. They are very very kind to him. And meanwhile, the rest of the neighborhood is really just curious about him. They're, like, kind to his face or nice to his face. Nice to his face. Exactly. Yeah. Except for the one, like, really, uh, like, religious Oh, person. Esmeralda yeah. is there. And she's just, like, very, I don't know. She's, like, they're picturing her as, like, the town kook. Like, you know, this guy yeah. is, like, from hell like he's not like safe mm -hmm. i don't really know like the point of it all except for like the fact that because like he edward scissorhands is he's just like a little bug like he's not I doing think it's anything the problem is he has weapons on the tips of his fingers at all times and people are scared by that but kim isn't kim comes home from like some camping trip and she really is just like peg she only sees the kindness in edward for the most part um I'm giving Except a face because Kim is a piece of shit. Wait, is Kim not Winona Ryder? He is, but she's a piece of shit. She like falls in love with him. No, I mean, okay. So like, I, you know, the thing is, is that like, so it's supposed to be like a sweet little love story, right? Like, you know, they're yeah, like, but it's from creepy. different worlds and. You know, blah, blah. Like, he starts, like, crushing on her. and She he has... falls in love with her instantly, which is creepy. 
Well, because it's like love at first sight. And then um, Kim has this like douchey jock boyfriend, Jim. Which is, okay, we need to talk about the fact that he's played by Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Because Anthony Michael Hall, pre this movie, pre Edward Scissorhands, Mm -hmm. was a nerd. He was a geek in literally everything he was in. Yeah. Like he was the geek in Breakfast Club. He was Mm -hmm. the geek in Weird Science. He was the geek in 16 Candles. Like he was always the geek. And so when yeah. I saw him in this and he was like big bad bully Jim I was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> well he got buff he yeah. got buff and he now, became now he's douche. the blonde bully yeah blonde bully like freaking blonde bullies they're everywhere they're everywhere uh, yeah so like this guy's like horrible and is instantly like very rude to Kim and Kim is like kind of like sketched out by him i mean she comes home and there's like this like creepy like pale guy in her bed so i get it like it's creepy it's scary but and also um i don't know she's like freaked out about it but there is just the more i watch this movie the more i realize that like kim is not is not like a good like a, a good girl like, no because she does implicate edward when like they go to pick that lock or whatever yes and she's she's like a go with girl where she's not gonna stand up for what she believes in right away she just goes along with jim and lets edward get freaking arrested yes yeah and you know like she doesn't defend him she's not honest with her family or the yes honestly screw kim like we only like yeah. here i think Yes, yeah. Because Peg is at least very kind. But it's like, it's interesting because the thing that I found most ridiculous. So, like, Edward starts, like, they discover he has a knack for making these topiaries. Right? Like, he makes a T-Rex in their backyard, which I loved. You loved. And he also Uh, made the family. Yeah. And it was lovely. And so he starts to do all of this. And then suddenly we get Joyce. Joyce is like, oh, I want to help you. Yeah. Joyce is a town hoe. She is. She's like, I'm going to help you open a hair salon. So she like brings him to this location, tries to seduce a man with scissors for hands. What do you think, ma'am, ma'am, we need to, okay. Let me explain to you how the body works. How do you expect him? First of all, he can't finger you because you would die. You would literally die. Um, He certainly has never fucked anybody. So like, I don't know what you're expecting. Like he has... The mental capacity of like an eight-year-old like i don't like what is he gonna he has no he has no like experience with any of that like he's a yeah. child he's she's a, child. a predator she's a predator she's a predator and a creep and she is constantly like seducing edward and being inappropriate with him and also taking advantage of him i don't think she paid him for her dog's haircut nor her own haircut no definitely not and i love yeah so he starts also giving women's haircuts like he peg gets her haircut by him as well um and yeah so like it's edward does take responsibility for the robbery even though again yeah okay so basically what happens is jim wants a van so that he can fuck kim in the van of they course. want their own van. They want they want they a, want a troll- fucking, fucking van. Yeah, they want to troll around town in a van. And he his daddy's really, really rich, but he his dad doesn't want to buy him the van because he wants him to work for it. And right. Jim is like, fuck that. I want the van now. So he his big idea, because they see that Edward can pick locks because he has actual talent. Um and he's like uh, you know edward you know we are going to well he lies he says that like oh this person stole something from me and we have to get it back and once again edward doesn't really understand what's right from wrong mm-hmm. he's just like kind of like going along with the flow whatever people tell him just especially do people ask of him well yeah especially kim who he has taken a liking to so he the plan for jim is you know we're going to break into my dad's um, like safe and steal the money but the alarm goes off and Kim and Jim run away and close the door behind them and poor little Edward with his scissor hands can turn the door knob it's horrible and yeah. he gets caught and yeah. 
he, they, you know, they, they, he gets arrested, and they were going to like shoot him down because they were like, "You have weapons." But he's like, "Yeah, put your weapons down." Yeah, thankfully the townsfolk, the busybodies, are like, "No, like those are his hands." Which don't you think it's stupid? Like, don't you think like the town cops would like know that there is this like. You think guy. it's talk of the town? Yeah, so you they certainly would, think. Yeah, you would. It's like there's not like five of these guys running no. around. No, it's so, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But like as a result, the entire town is like against him because. Well, of yeah, this. because there's that, and then Joyce because she got rejected is like he came on like to advantage me. me or whatever. Uh, yes. Yeah. So now he's seen as the bad guy. Kim has the opportunity to kind of clear the air, at least on this end. She chooses not to. Of course, Edward's going to take the blame. Um, and then I love how um, Bill was like, gave the little pop quiz to Edward. is like, mm-hmm. if you find a suitcase of money, what do you do? And he's like, <laughs> poor little Edward's like, Oh, like give it to my friends and family as for gifts. And like Bill's like, no, like that's not right. You have to bring it to the police. He yeah. just doesn't know. And he's so no, kind. He's just a, a little bit wild. Yeah. And so we like fast forward and we're at Christmas. And this, yeah. I mean, I was already like not super into the vibe of the film, but like this sent me over this, seriously sent me over the edge. What's that? Where he's like he again edward is very talented and so now he's done topiaries he's done hair he's done dog hair now he's doing ice sculptures okay yeah. okay he carves one that looks like kim because again he's obsessed with her he's obs- he's obsessed with her but obsessed once again he's very talented and he's an entrepreneur he's he an could, entrepreneur he and be a billionaire at this rate now i don't know that i needed to explain this to people but in case people misunderstand if they don't live somewhere where it snows often um ice shavings aren't snow and they're not gonna cause a snowstorm they're pretty much gonna just fall to the ground and melt and kim is like i don't know why but it reminded me of phantom phantom of the opera and i can't exactly explain why but she's like dancing in this like snow that doesn't really exist and it's basically like she falls in love with edward because he can create snow for her and i'm like that's a bit of a bitch move Okay, so in this world, ice shavings equals snow. And I think this town's never seen snow before. So, yeah. like, at the end of the movie, they get snow, they get snow all the time because Edward's up there, like, making his little ice sculptures. So he creates snow for these people. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, And so Kim is, like, dancing, and there's Jim, and he's being a big old fucking dick, like always. And he accident, and so Edward accidentally cuts Kim, and so Jim, like, loses his mind. But this is where Kim finally decides to be a human being and is like, no, Jim, you suck. We're over. But Edward is, like... Edward's running pissed. away at this point. So yeah. he's mad. Like he's, you know, had like such an even temperament this whole time, but now he's like acting out. He's like ripping the wallpaper. He's ripping the 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 the, the curtains. He's like destroying everything. Yeah, he's in a mood. Like he like chops off the topiary. Like he's kind of like now I think like we've gotten like he was eight years old in the ma- mind of an eight year old. Now we're like um harry potter five mood you yeah. know oh god we're, we're now like moody teenage boy yeah yeah so like he's like in his funk he's pissed yeah. um he doesn't like jim he doesn't like that jim has a like you know some things with pam no kim Kim yeah and I love so he like stomps off in a little child tantrum and the only thing that makes him feel better is a cute little pup that comes in and calms him and I my favorite moment moment of this movie was when he gives the dog a little bang trim yeah because (laughs) the hair is covering his eyes he's a little like she's a public guy Yeah. yeah so then like another shit goes down where like i think jim is like drunk driving or something and is about to hit like this little kid so then edward like tries to push him out of the way but then it looks like he's like attacking the kid and then like the then we start getting the pitchforks yes it becomes, the entire like, town is now against edward yeah it becomes very um beauty and the beast 
where yes. they like come and try to like storm after him or a shrek yes shrek <laughs> and so he like again jim is like attacking him and so he cuts jim's arm and then basically he runs away he runs he's like gonna go back up to his little mountain by himself and kim of course follows him and then jim follows kim and it's like a whole big fight jim comes after edward who edward like doesn't really want to fight him and then jim smacks kim and it's like again he's a little dog so he gets like like you can't that's mine Mm -hmm. kim and so he stabs jim and jim does the like backwards fall out a window oh yeah his death sucks sucks but now this gets like it's a bad position because like now like he accidentally well it was on purpose that time accidentally on purpose killed somebody so now right. everyone's already mad at him like right. they're going to be like oh he killed somebody so now kim's in a position where she's just like like how can i get edward to live in peace like he's never going to be able to go back down the hill no of course not no yeah like and she so then she kisses him and she leaves him there and as the like townsfolk have their pitchforks and get to the top of the hill, she comes out and she's just like, listen, they fought and they both fell to their death. And I, my favorite, and I, this is where I would have been like sus as fuck on Kim. Mm-hmm. Is when yeah. she's like, you can go check if you want. <laughs> and so I'd be like, bitch, I will take you up on that. I'd be like, yeah, they're like, but you don't want to. It's really no, It's gross really bloody. Yeah. It's really bloody. It's like, it's like a mess out there. Plus it's really bad dust. She's it, like, it's really hard to get there though. Like you have to like. <laughs> To go up to hills and down hills. Your you, you're not wearing the right. Yeah, she wears. Raging. There's there, there's like ice everywhere. You might slip. <laughs> exactly. And she's oh you. But but look at these gorgeous topiaries in the front. You could spend your time looking at these instead. <laughs> and then uh, like here's like a scissor, like a random piece, like scissor. Proof, proof. that he died. Yeah. yeah it's like yes, scissor. one hand is just the proof that somebody no yeah. longer exists. This like is all you I want to see a heart, you know? Yeah. But then we this also so, know we it, also know like you can just get a boar's heart. Like, you know, yeah, you, you can need, trick people. You need a head. Yeah. My favorite is that like <laughs> obviously like and we fast forward in time like a lot. And so the idea that no ch- cops nobody ever went there to check on anything. They just left Jim's dead corpse to rot. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing. Like, I mean, does Jim's parents not care? No, no, no one cares about. They're like, eh, we didn't really like him that much anyway. We heard about the hills and the the (laughs) allergies, and we just don't want to bother. Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't be bothered. It seems like a little tough. It was so funny to me. I was just like, literally, they're just taking her word for it. What is this movie? Of course, Kim is a respectable girl about town. God, except for the fact that like. Okay, I feel like at this point, the entire Boggs family is like on the shit list of the town because they're going to get out of there. Yeah, you got to get out of there. There is, I can't believe she still lives in that town like 80 years later. This, okay, for every film or like real life situation where people experience this like really, really big dramatic incident in their town they grew up in, why do you? like literally i know it's expensive to move like very far but is it expensive to move like 15 minutes to the next town over i don't think so i don't i don't think so but they probably own their house and it probably costs them like five thousand dollars i'm just saying it's absolutely ridiculous and it's absolutely preposterous that no cop ever checked in on any of this and we like flash back to we're going forward in time. We back to the elderly woman who, of course, is actually Kim. And the granddaughter's like, "But why didn't you see him again? Why?" She's like, "Well, it was dangerous." I and she's like, "Well, then how? How do you know he's still alive?" Because we got snow, idiot. Fucking insane. She's like, "The only way it snows is when he. How many ice sculptures is he carving up there to Billions. make it snow on the entire town? He Billions." Just, and, the fact that he never fixed this window because he wanted it to snow on the town. He just lives up there with a hole in his wall just to make it snow on the town. Jessica, he has nothing else to live for. You know, he yeah, had, it's, his existence is so sad. We had one good week in like a thousand years. And now like he 
doesn't have a dad. He doesn't have a robot brother. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He's got nothing. Now we have it's to like, wait until like a hundred years for another idiot girl to go up there yeah. and be like, oh, like Tupperware because party. Because he pretty much is immortal from what we understand because he's yeah. not human. You know, he's a creation. He's a create. That's the word that they're using. A creation. He's a creation. Like he could be like a homunculus or something. I don't really know, but at least What's he's a like, homunculus. Uh, homunculus is like a, I don't know if it's a D&D term. I want to say it is. Uh, It's like yeah i don't know it's like a there's like metal involved where did you get that word from From D D. Mm. let me look up what it is in D D. hold on mm-hmm. uh it's a construct <laughs> oh okay but anyway the it's point a construct. Being, the point being that like we have to talk about the fact that fucking yeah. kim who's trying to be like yes grand dear granddaughter this is the most romantic tale of all time which it's certainly not um she had to fuck somebody to have a granddaughter yeah who did she who who's the guy that came after jim and edward like who is that that's what i need to know because jim is a certain type of guy right he's like big blonde bully and then we have edward who's goth pale yeah like creature where's the middle (laughs) yeah where's the who who's the middle i I think it's a brunette i feel like it has to be probably like light brown hair yeah i mean her i think her granddaughter Mm. had brown hair so that would track i guess yeah i'm just yeah like who and like how do you explain this like yeah like i fell in love with the humunculus (laughs) it was quite the hum hunk stupid it's like (sighs) but do you feel i feel so bad for edward of course thank you because first of all as far as we understand he's immortal right mm-hmm. so he's just going to be living up there alone for i mean if we're looking at kim's age as like let's be kind and say she's like in her like 60s or 70s what <laughs> what are you talking about that person, 80s? that person was like in their 80s okay so 80 years old she was like 16 in the in sure the beginning of the film mm-hmm. so that's 64 years yeah. of him up there just carving with no companionship i mean we don't even know how long he was up there before you know before all of that happened this is so depressing can i just say okay can i give you a little bit of my own headcanon though yeah to make it a little less depressing yeah okay kim's a full-on bitch right like kim is like nope we're done here he dead moving on okay you cannot convince me that our fan fave miss peg does not get curious and she's like you know what i waded through the weeds and the dander and i had my allergy shot i'm going up there i'm gonna check out what happened for what to check to see to see i think she feels a little responsible for like the the scissor hand she should she should so this is what happens every sunday we have sunday dinner at the castle that's what i'm saying i think she sneaks up there and brings him like baked goods and salisbury steak Brings him Salisbury steaks, helps him cut it with his scissor hands. Yeah. I think he, do you know what he does? Because I feel like after practicing enough time, because he does the topiaries, right? And he does the ice cultures. Yeah. I think eventually he'd be, maybe he has different attachments. Okay. Because, okay. I No, I got it now. Because Kim took one of his scissored hands, maybe Mm -hmm. he replaces it with like very small scissors. Maybe he starts a a soap carving business. (laughs) Why does he need to cut carved soap? Because he can sell it on Etsy. <laughs> okay, how about furniture carving? <laughs> he can sell it on Etsy. <laughs> what about furniture carving? Oh, yeah, he could do wood carving. He sure. Little. But I'm just saying he needs smaller implements because the scissors are like mm-hmm. shears. They're like too big. They're too big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this can I but you you think I'm right that Peg definitely visited. There's no I way she did it. So. I mean, like, I'm surprised yeah. that like Kim wouldn't have ever gone back. Because Kim's visited. a fucking bitch. You know, yeah. she probably visited for like a hot second. And then she's like, um, Edward, we like have to break things off. You see, I met this like really cute guy named David. <laughs> like, and I think I'm gonna and he asked me to marry him. Like, you know, you know that's what happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah um anyway that was edward scissorhands um 
I got to be honest and say, like, I don't think I'll watch this movie again. Why? It's so bizarro. I don't know. It's just not for me. I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan. I certainly mm. am not a Johnny Depp fan. And, like, it's just not for me necessarily, you know? Like, it was fun for the mm-hmm. one time. Really love Peg. Shouts out to you, Peg. You're the best. Uh, everyone else can fuck off, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Except for Edward, who really should just... <laughs> just gets the shittiest hand I just felt to him. really hope uh-huh. that hand. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Sarah's gonna quit the podcast <laughs> in about two seconds I just I just want better things for him and I think it's impossible well just pretend he got a soap carving business on Etsy and it'll all be okay he's not gonna make any fucking money with soap Jessica you bought a bunch of soap once upon a time <laughs> And I did, but, like, I don't think that they're doing so well right now. All right, then, whittling. Maybe he can make those. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to. Do you know? I don't know what these things are called. But they are, like, wood-carved, creepy people with no faces. It's, like, precious moments, but wood. And people collect them. All for what? I don't know why people collect them. Okay. Like, I just think that he has the opportunity, but the thing is that he doesn't have internet in there. How is he going to I get mean, it out? Peg. <laughs> She's Peg! <gasps> I know, I know, I know. Peg quits yeah. her job selling Avon. Is yes. Joyce her boss or is it someone else? I can't remember. Nobody's her boss. Avon's her boss. No, she meets, like, the Avon person, right? When she slathers the mayonnaise on Yeah, face. oh, no, she, call, she calls. It's not Joyce, okay. though. It's so just, either like, way someone peg is done with avon instead she is now a door-to-door saleswoman of things edward carves bing bing boom we done and people are like wow peg you're so talented and she's like yeah bitch i am edward doesn't need money up there he really doesn't i don't think he needs to eat yeah i don't think he needs much Well, we we made a problem that didn't need solving. We just created this that didn't. We're just like, here's your solution, and he's like, nothing was broken. <laughs> but he's like, okay, like if you want me to start a business, I guess I'll do yeah, it. Fine, I guess I'll that's go on whatever Etsy is. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that sounds good. Like whatever oh. you want me to do. How did this movie hold up for you? So, like, how long ago did you last see it? Because you obviously have seen it a lot of times, but do you know when the last time is you watched it before this time? Uh, probably in the last five years. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. I mean, it's like the same movie. Like, it does not hold up for me. It's just like okay. the same movie. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a specific type of person that likes these types of movies. And they're usually people that have trauma. <laughs> it's fair. I don't have a ton of trauma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Anything else you want to say about Edward Scissorhands before we wrap up? No, I mean, I mean, Winona Ryder, I think, like, I mean, honestly, she, she used, she was like a very edgy kid. Like she wore like, you know, like she had like a buzzed head and wore Mm -hmm. like cargo pants or whatever. So like getting into this like popular girl with blonde hair and like frilly dresses was apparently like Mm -hmm. a little challenging for her. And like she said, a lot of the time that like it reminded her of like the girls that like bullied her when she went to school so it wasn't the most comfortable role for her Mm -hmm. but like I think that she did a good job and I think that you know um it it it, I I I don't know if it's like this is necessary it's kind of like a remember when we did Mary Kay and Ashley movies like I don't think this was a um Winona Ryder movie but I think it was a movie with Winona Ryder in it definitely yeah yep yeah but, i get that vibe too yeah but it was absolutely something that was voted by our listeners so they you, voted yeah so they voted we could have covered plenty of other things yeah but you know i mean uh, you know maybe in the future we can cover uh something with a little bit more of a winona focus yeah we'll see there's i mean there's always that potential like you said she is a 90s queen so she could crop up in something else we're covering as well um before we end this podcast i need you to do me one favor just in case one of our friends listened and can you say winona rider just one more time why <laughs> just <laughs> winona rider rider i hardly know her okay that's better all set i've been thinking about it all podcasts and we i i kept missing the opportunity to do it you know 
I hate you. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> um, we should talk about what else we have going on because obviously we're starting Felicity. That's like a big, a big deal. Capital BFD, big fucking deal. Yes. Uh, we're covering Felicity. If you have feedback you want to send in, please do shit 90s pod on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and shit 90s pod at gmail.com or go to shit 90s pod.com and leave us a voicemail. We're going to be recording probably on like the weekends and with the podcast coming out on Monday. So if you have feedback, just to make sure to get it in by then. Uh, beyond that, it is almost time for holiday content. It's almost yes. December. Yeah. Yeah. Almost uh, holiday season. We. Mm-hmm have a couple movies that we are we're already planning on covering which i'm excited about yeah the holidays it should be fun i'm really excited yeah. for the season mm-hmm. um and beyond that we're finishing up freaks and geeks as well um yeah. so we'll have a little bit of time on our hands for december as we do felicity and some bonus content and maybe we'll have some news for you by end of year about maybe next. maybe perhaps mayhaps we will um i don't think mayhaps is mayhaps a word i'm losing it anyway um you can find me at the jess sterling you can find me over at pusher recaps covering some other stuff i was recently on one indescribable podcast oh, as was too. sarah yeah such a fun time go check them out they're doing great work on uh they're talking about girls five eva which is honestly a really fun show i feel like more people should have checked it out because i think once it gets its groove it's pretty fun um yeah it's like yeah. um about like a pop group that is mm-hmm. like a bunch of olds now. Yes, yeah, but it has a really great cast. Uh, Sarah Bareilles. It has um Angelica from Hamilton. Uh, it has um Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips it has a lot of famous people in it. So go check that out if that's something you're interested in. Otherwise, we'll uh we'll talk to you all next month with some bonus content or check us out when we cover Felicity and you'll hear us there. Anything else you want to add, Sarah, before we let the listeners go? No, I, I hope that you all have a happy Thanksgiving and holiday season. And um, yeah, I mean, grateful for you, Jessica, when you're not giving me migraines and <laughs> grateful for our listeners of course yes thank you all for listening we will catch you all next time have a good one bye just ask shit 90 shows taught me what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health Shop now at Hero.co.